Hi, welcome to this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit U Channel. My name is Michelle. We are going to get right into it. But I first, I'm starting to do this because I need this to be very clear. This is a whosoever will channel the or podcast on this channel. Um, the the dialogue and the um, information is going to be primarily around God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, Abba, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. I'm speaking from the Word of God, the Bible, the Holy Bible. But this, God is a whosoever will God, so this is a whosoever will podcast. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. So I say that to say we are inclusive. We should all be, but I want to be clear about where I stand. This is an inclusive channel. Anyone that is saying that certain people can't, won't, shouldn't, no, that's not who God is. That's not what he died for. So that is the perpetuation of a lie that really um, denigrates the cross, the power of the cross, and the power of God through the cross to reach us. So I want to say that. Like, subscribe, share, do all those good things. That helps me, that helps you, that helps all of us. Um, and just be engaged. Know that this is us having the dialogue. Feel free to leave comments. I'm getting all of this out of the way. This is the housekeeping stuff. You know how that goes. I want to get all of that out of the way so that I can get right into it right now. Today, we are talking about unto us and not unto us. Unto us and not unto us. And then I do have a jam of the day that I will share with you later. So the scriptures, I do have the scripture, what I call the scripture references or the scripture addresses today. Luke one we we'll start there, and then Psalm 15. Luke one thirty-eight, and then Psalm uh, 115. Unto us and not unto us. This is the continuation of the series, by the way, pivoting out of cursing into blessing, pivoting out of death into life, pivoting out of unrighteousness into righteousness, pivoting out of the spirit of self, the spirit of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life into the spirit of unconditional love, peace, and joy, and light in God. Unto us. Let's start there. Title again, unto us and, not or. And not unto us. So this is uh, Mary, an account, part of the account of of what took place with Mary. I'm just going to start in verse thirty. Hmm. I'm going to start in thirty-seven because the the the, the sentence or the statement before this is, and again. I believe in contextual Bible reading, but for the sake of brevity and because some of these other scriptures could be covered in future segments, I am not going to read all of chapter one or even all of Luke. But 
when we study to show ourselves approved, what we're, what we're saying and what we're doing is allowing ourselves to be led of the Lord in the reading of his word, in the learning of his word, in the retention of his word, in allowing Holy Spirit to bring the word to remembrance so that we can use it in the proper context, not just on what we think it should be used because used for or on because we don't know everything. We are not omniscient. And so when I say context, understand that there are contexts around the word of God that only Holy Spirit can show us. For today's purposes, we're in Luke 1. I'm going to start at 37. Key verse is 38. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Read the rest of that, 1 through 37, to understand how we got to for with God. We like to say that. Again, we use it as a quote. And yes, it is okay as a quote, but understand why why it's being said. What is the original context? Does it mean we can't quote it? It just means we also have to have an understanding of why it was originally said. Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to to thy word. I'm in the King James as usual. And the angel departed from her. So without me telling you any more than I've already said, you can glean from that, that this scripture is about the angel visiting Mary and tell her she was about to conceive Jesus. Be overshadowed by Holy Spirit. And as a result, Jesus would be conceived. Verse 37 again, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy or your. Anytime you see see the word thy, for those of you that have challenges with King James, thy is your. Your word and the angel departed from her. When we think about what it means to pivot out of the spirit of flesh, the spirit of cardinality, the spirit of dirt, into a place of humility and repentance and turning from our own wicked ways rather than trying to tell everybody else about theirs, which we don't even know. Again, out of context. We just see things we don't like, and we think that because we claim to believe something about God that gives us the opportunity, we're going to speak the truth in love, which most of the time is just an excuse for us to sin. That'll probably be another episode. I don't know. But that's not what that means. It doesn't mean we go around telling people about their sin. That's not how we win them. Sin, seriously, in need of healing. That's not how we win people. We win people by being obedient to the Lord. He wins them. We don't win them. So in this place, Mary is saying, after she has received news clearly from heaven, that is impossible for her to believe. It's impossible for her to conceive of that notion. It's impossible, but not impossible for her to conceive by the Spirit. It's impossible because she is a human being. And even though we say we want these lofty, idealistic, transcendent things, the mind cannot conceive of them. Unless it has been enlightened, the mind, which is a component of the soul, the intelligence, the part of us that is the cognitive function, the ability to receive and translate and interpret information into action, 
She can't conceive of this. One, because it's outside of the usual order of a man and a woman coming together to conceive first. Two, she, because of the culture of the time, she had not been accustomed to being approached by God. Only men get approached by God. There's an element to her, to Mary, that is very humble. But there also might just be a twinge. Don't, and don't confuse the two. There also might be a twinge of low self-esteem. Don't confuse humility with low self-esteem. Right? What do we say? Don't confuse my, my meekness for weakness or my kindness for weakness. We can be humble and kind without and be confident. The, the, the challenge for us is how that balances because we don't, we don't know some of those things about ourselves. But she's very humble. And I want to focus on the humility while encouraging us never to be confused by the difference between low self-esteem and or false humility and actual humility. She, at some point, she says, how can this be? That was her question. In uh, third, third, verse 34, 134, Luke 134, then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So we're talking about the, the, con- the concept being the natural process, and when we say super, that means that the natural process is subject to or a product of or an outcome resulting from the supernatural process. There's a reason it's called supernatural. It's above all that we could ask or think. It's at least above where we are, which is natural. But technically, by the Spirit of God, we're in both places, or should be. That's why the leading of the Spirit is critical to our walk here. So she says, how can this be? She knows the natural process, seeing I know not a man. That's how we got to verse 37. For with God, there's a conversation in there where, where Holy Spirit, the angel, Uh, actually explains it to her, how it's going to take place. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. He's not saying that, or that statement is not made to convince her of something. That is a spiritual principle. But because God does not violate the capacity and the capability and the faculty of free choice that he has made each and every one of us with. Before it can happen, she has to agree, co-labor. Two cannot walk together except they agree. So there has to be agreement. Now, every time the Lord wants us to do something, He's not going to, he may, I, I can, I, I'm a witness. He will not give you a full explanation. Sometimes it's just go and I will show, like he told Abram before he became Abraham. But if there wasn't an Abram, there wouldn't have been an Abraham. If he hadn't agreed, that wouldn't have happened. If he hadn't agreed to, uh, uh, to obey, I should say, obeyed the Lord's instruction of go and I will show, not I'm not going to give it to you all here while you're sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm not going to give it to you while you're hanging around your family because you're probably going to share it with them and then they're going to talk you out of it. Go and I will show versus we see here with Mary a more of an explanation. Sometimes he'll explain it, sometimes he won't. 
So, for with God, nothing is impossible. Spiritual principle. Understand the spiritual principle. Nothing is impossible with God. We use that out of context because that statement is contingent upon our cooperation. Here's where unto us comes in. Verse 38, and Mary said, reading this again, behold the handmaid of the Lord, I am at your service. So when we talk about um, they that wait, see, we sing that generally sing it or say it like we're waiting for the Lord, like we're at a bus stop, right? Watching our watches, watching the clock. Okay, Lord, I'm waiting. That's not what that means. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, they that wait on the Lord. If you go into a restaurant, and, and I'm guessing that many of you listening have been in a restaurant, how you've treated people once you're there, if you're not served properly is a whole other story. Because they come to wait on you. They come to serve you. That's what that scripture means. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Standing at the bus stop watching your watching your watch does not renew your strength. It is the concept that in the process of waiting, I'm serving. I'm listening. I'm repenting. I'm humbling myself. I'm doing the things he has already told the things he's already told me to do. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. I'm at your service. I'm ready to wait on you. Agreement. And she seals it with be it unto me according to thy or your word. Agreement. Permission. The instruction, what is about to happen, the prophecy, what is known in the spirit, is articulated in the earth. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. That was articulated even before Jesus was born. Mary is showing where the prophecy is spoken into the earth. She is co-laboring with all of heaven to be the vehicle, the vessel the individual, the human being, through which this miracle will take place. So we see the articulation of the prophecy. God says, well, this is going to happen. And if you want to think about it in today's terms, this is going to happen. I've chosen you. Do you agree with me? That's, that, if you want to think about the most basic way of how God communicates with us when we talk about agreement, two cannot walk together except they agree. That's not just human beings. We, we hardly agree on anything if we don't choose to. But when we understand that the nature of God is to agree, that's why he gave us free choice. He wants us to participate with him. He wants us to want him. He doesn't want to force himself on us. So he doesn't. He made it so that he can't. And not only that, he wouldn't. If that were the case, he would have just cloned himself, right? Uh, if we're going to speak about it in those terms. And not that he would. But that something in that helps us to understand this concept of the fact that we have to co-labor. We have to agree. We have to do these things in order for the supernatural, that which we want, to be manifested in the earth. We have a difficult time with that. One, because many times it's not taught properly. And when it is taught, it's taught in a way that's supposed to scare the you-know-what out of you. When we used to say H-E double hockey sticks, something like that. That's not how God approaches us. 
he had he wins us so that we can win them. He doesn't win us by condemning us, and we don't win them by condemning them. Basic spiritual principles, if we understand how Jesus treats us or how God treats us in Jesus Christ by the power of Holy Spirit, then we will be able to understand why some things or all things in God are, we are instructed to do things the way we are instructed to do them. We are all instructed to do the same thing. It just may manifest in different ways. Diversity is here for a reason. And it is not the reasons we think. It is above all that we could ask or think. She agrees with the prophecy she's heard. She says, I'm here. I'm your servant. I'm at your service. I will wait on you while I'm waiting for you. I will continue to serve you. I will continue to humble myself. I will continue to, to repent. I will continue to follow your instructions. I will continue to be led of your spirit. Because one thing I know, if I don't know anything else, is that the only way this is going to happen is if you do it. I will continue to, quali- to quiet my flesh. Now, Mary, by the way, so be it, unto, be it unto me, be it unto us, is what we should be saying. Be it unto us, if we're going to say it collectively. Be it unto us, according to your word. If we are in, uh, on our own, then we have to say, be it unto me, according to your word. I do both. Be it unto me, according to your word. Be it unto us, collectively, according to your word. If we are the vessels through which he will bless all the families of the earth, not if, since, to the degree that we agree, then we should be saying both. Be it unto me. That's my agreement. And then collectively, we bless our collective agreement, be it unto us. So there's a level of individual agreement that then becomes the collective agreement. The individual agreement brings the individual blessing as that person blesses others, whether it's me or you or anyone else, who is interested and committed to following this, being led of the Spirit of God. Then that person gets blessed to be a blessing. As others, wherever they are in the world, are doing the same thing, then there is a collective blessing that comes not just to those individuals, but to the lives of the people they touch, whether those people believe in God or not. That's why this is significant. We want to call out the SIN serious, seriously in need of healing of the world, but the Lord is saying, nope, you, you first, you first, you first, you go first. I was first. I went first. So look at the patterns. Look at the principles. And then you understand the context. Don't come at me with principles or come at anyone with principles without context. You haven't studied the Lord long enough. We can't. We have to be led. He's the one that knows everything. He knows which of us are going to participate and which aren't. But he still gives us time. Be it unto me, according to your word. Meaning, I'm willing to do what you need me to do because this is unbelievable to me to begin with. So I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust what you said about yourself. But I'm going to make myself available and agree with you in the process so that heaven and earth shake hands in me, through me, because I am filled with the Spirit and therefore Christ is being formed every time I repent. So if I tell a lie, Lord, please replace that lie with truth. And Christ 
is formed by the Spirit. doesn't mean it happens in a second, a minute, or a day. It is an intention that we have to commit ourselves to in a very disciplined way. If we give the little bit, the seed of it, then the Lord will multiply that seed just like he multiplies any other, any other harvest. So be it unto me, be it unto us, according to your word. That is my commitment to say when something rises behind that, because there's another scripture that says, uh, I cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against, against you, against your word, that is, lines up. Be it unto me according to your word. And I'm going to cast down everything that doesn't. That's not your word. Right? Whole, read the whole Bible. Those things go together. Because in, in giving the instruction, he's telling us also what to look out for. I put before you life and death, therefore choose life. So in the instruction, it's not just, well, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Look like this, don't look like that. Wear this, don't like Right. No, that's not how it works. He's saying, I'm giving you the instructions that bring life, that help you to cast down imaginations, because you can't do it on your own. I wouldn't be here if you could do it on your own, say it the Lord. Right. So we're going to move out of that. As I always say, and I didn't say this in the housekeeping part, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to message me. Feel free to put comments in the um, comment section if it's open, but please don't come with any mess or disrespect to me or anybody else because this is not that, and the Lord will hold you accountable for that. Okay? So we have to learn how to do these things. We have to unlearn some things that we've been taught, some things we've been allowed to do, We've many of us have misused the grace of God, either were you doing it now or we have done it at some point in time. But when God says he's not playing, he's not playing. He's never been playing. He's put in things so that we don't, we don't immediately feel the severity of the judgment that we might be under. He keeps giving us chances after chances after chances. His grace, his mercy is new every morning. And with, with mercy comes the grace to change, to shift to choose him, to repent. Today is the day of salvation. It doesn't mean a specific day. It means the day we're in. Every day is today. We never live in tomorrow. We always live in today. What day is it? Tomorrow? No, it's today. I don't care what day of the week you call it. I don't care what month of the year you call it. You're always going to be in today. So he says, any day that you have available to you, that is the day of salvation. And so when we talk about opportunities, the Lord is saying, I'm still here. If you, if you got up this morning and you don't feel like you're in the right place with me or you want to be in the right place, but you don't know if you are, then today is the day. Let's get it together. I'm right here. And it doesn't matter where you are when that happens. It does not matter where you are when that happens. That is between you and the Lord. If you happen to be in a gathering, a congregation, or some other gathering, then that's fine. If you are not, that's fine too. Please don't ever let anybody tell you that that is location specific. It's not. It's a, it's a spiritual logistic. So according to the word of the Lord, be it unto us, be it unto me first. Then, as we collectively come together in our respective purposes, then the Lord, we, we, that collectively goes up 
and resonates throughout heaven. And then the blessing of the Lord comes to the whole because of the blessing on the individual. Now, so that's be it unto us or be it unto me slash us. Couldn't get all that in a title. Plus, it works better with the next part, which is not unto us. So in all of our fancy glory and all of our fancy things and just who we think we are and we might be all of that in a bag of chips and we may not be, depending on what day it is. We have our moments. God has created each and every one of us with a specific beauty, a specific purpose, a specific look, a style, um, attributes, spiritual attributes, soul attributes, body attributes, and I'm not, it's never going to be um, the kind, the way we think about body attributes. I mean certain things that people are drawn to. It doesn't matter how the person, we might physically perceive a person. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, let me, let me be straight. I'm not talking about vain things. Because that's exclusive. Each one of us is created the way we are, to be where we are, to look the way we are, because we have specific purposes within the salvific mission of the Lord, which is fulfilled, by the way. So we're not helping God to do his work. We're carrying out what he's already done. To that point, Psalm 115, verse 1 says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name give glory for your mercy and for your truth's sake. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us. Psalm 115, verse 1. But unto your name give glory for your mercy and for your truth's sake. Please read all of Psalm 115. I'm not going to do that here today. So let me clarify this before I close it out. In Luke 138, New Testament, which is what we are currently under, after Christ, the coming of Christ, and now the wake of Christ in Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit. We are shown a very specific, very pivotal moment in our history, spiritual history and history as human beings. We are spirit first. Very significant, we see the mother of Jesus Christ, mother-to-be at that point, agreeing with God that his word not yet manifested, prophetic word, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy, not yet manifested. She is agreeing to be, to bring on earth or to be the vessel through which we can have on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. That's what the agreement does. It brings heaven to earth. So, in order to set that agreement, and I'm not saying also, I'm also not saying that we have to use those specific terms, but I think it is effective because it's coming straight out of the word of God. We can just say simply, I agree. 
We can say, yes, Lord. You, you can say, here I am, Lord. So this isn't about what you should say. I'm showing a correlation between a phrase of unto us that means agreement and then a phrase of, of not unto us that means we are not going to take any credit. I'm going to agree with you, God, and to the extent that you use me, that not unto us. Unto me and not unto me. Unto us, but not unto us. Unto us, be agreement with heaven, that we will be the catalysts, the vessels, the co-laborers with Christ by the power of Holy Spirit to move heaven into earth. But to the degree we see any of that, that you allow us to see it, because God's not going to let us, let us see everything because we're going to want to take credit for it. So we have this other thing to count, counter. That's why the miracles were happen, happening behind Peter, because he didn't want Peter to get full of himself, which at some point he did anyway. Right? The miracles happened behind him. Miracles, signs, and wonders following. Why? Because he doesn't want us to be distracted and think we're doing something. So he says in Psalm 115, not unto us, not unto us. You get the glory. You get the honor. You get the praise. You get the worship. My job is just to agree with you that your will be done, your kingdom come in the earth so it can be on the earth as it is in heaven. That's what our jobs are. People say, I don't know my purpose. I just told you your purpose. You might want to know specifics. He may not tell you specifics. He may just tell you to take one step at a time. You may never see the full picture. I don't think we ever see the full picture. Looking back is not the full picture. Looking back is just the path we've walked so far. And while we may know, you know, we get up and we go to where we have to go every day, we may know a certain route. Uh, and so we take that route constantly, and so we think we know it until there's a detour. The Lord is famous for detours because he doesn't want us to know. He doesn't need us to know. If we're trusting him, then our need to know is really against him. Been there, done that. I have a few souvenirs. Trusting God is not about knowing. It's trusting that he knows. Our job is to Humble, repent, and out of that, be led of the Spirit to pray. That's when the healing comes. That's when blessing comes. Those are the lives that are blessed. We think that blessed means I have a lot. You might not now, but if your life is blessed, you may end up with blessed, that people can see. But the first blessing is the presence of God. The first and foremost and, and truly the only place that blessing comes from is the presence of God in your life and on your life, regardless of what other people think about it. We use blessing to mean an exchange or a show of things. The blessing is the presence of God, that he honored us by making himself present, by availing himself to us in the ways that he has. 
Father in creation, Son in manifestation and demonstration, Holy Spirit in transformation. We have been in the age of, or era or whatever you want to call it of transformation since the day of Pentecost. Would you know it? No, because we don't live there. We like to celebrate it, but we don't like to live it. It means every single moment of my life, I have to be deciding. I have to be wrestling down my own carnal impulses and saying, okay, nope. I'm just going to wait until I know it's you. And the, the way that I know is peace, internal peace. God's signature is peace. Peace, internal, in the sea, when the waters, you can't swim and the water's over your head, peace. What did he say? My peace, I give you my peace, I live with you. (laughs) Signature. That's how he, that's that's what he said he left, when he left. My peace, I, I leave with you, I give you. It's right there. That's my signature. When you get that, you know it's me. So I'm not going to go any further with this today than I feel like I'm supposed to. Unto me and not unto me becomes unto us and not unto us. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. But not unto me is the glory, the honor, the credit, whatever you want to call it, associated with anything good that's happening in my life. Anything coming from me is God. He wants to be seen over, in, to, through our lives. That's how we win people. That's how we know or he knows, and the world knows, because God already knows, that what we have is true and real and genuine and not just lip service or wrangling about with words or opinions. The word of God is for everybody who wants to receive it. Salvation, redemption, healing, restoration, revive, all is for everyone who wants to receive it. Our job is to agree, to demonstrate that moment by moment, day by day, step by step. Prayer isn't just about us asking for stuff. Prayer is about the practice of humility. Humbling ourselves. It's a practice. We say, well, I need to go pray because I need to ask. Nope. The main reason you need to pray is to humble the flesh. That's the main reason we have to pray. And then out of that, the spirit prays through us. Because as the Lord says, well, first of all, you don't know how to ask. And when you do ask, you ask for the wrong things. I know what needs to happen, and I need you to co-labor with me through this act of prayer so that I can pray through you and into the earth what I need, what I already need to happen. 
think about it this way. And he just showed me this. He's shown it to me before, but he just brought it back to me. We are, because of spiritual principles, I'm not going to go into all of those right now. We are the vessels through which prophecy becomes manifested. And I'm not talking about all this stuff we like to go around and say God said no. I'm talking about like God can actually live through us just like he did through Mary. Christ was conceived and then born. So by the power of Holy Spirit, we each have that same opportunity where we're partnering with God by his spirit to allow Christ to be seen, quote unquote, born through us so that others can have what we have so that others can receive forgiveness and healing and restoration and all of these things, joy and love and peace, that God is light and more abundantly, life and more abundantly. It's not a figment of your imagination, and it's not anything that can be manipulated. And anyone that truly knows and loves and believes God, or at least is trying, because none of us is perfected in it, understands that. So, that being said, what is the jam of the day? It's in the, um, no links or anything. I don't think I'm going to do that. I, don't, I just don't like the idea of that, at least for this podcast. I'm not going to do it. But, list it in the description below. I want you to listen to Not Unto Us by Israel Houghton. Um, and, and when I, when I share these songs with you, I'm sharing songs with that, that, that I, uh, had on repeat at some point in time in my life to, to, to get me through something or to help me do what I needed to do when I might've been wrestling a little bit too much with some things the Lord needed me to do. So they are not, I'm not picking these songs because of genre. I'm picking these songs because these are songs that I heard at key points and times in my life that stuck with me, that the Lord had stick with me, and that he's brought to my remembrance. I haven't listened to this song, by the way. I, I listened to it just before I recorded this. But before then, I haven't listened to this song in ages, literal ages. So I'm not picking them because of genre. I'm picking them because of the words. I'm picking them because these are songs that the Lord used in some way to either to heal and or deliver me in areas of my life. And so if you don't like the genre, I can't, you have to work that out with the Lord. The song that I'm sharing with you today is Not Unto Us by Israel Houghton. I would start to dance right now, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> At any rate, go listen to it. Thank you for joining me. As I always say, or try to say, bless you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I agape you. I want the fullness of Christ to be made manifest in and through your life. I bless you and your family. Let us continue to seek blessing in relationship, in co-laboring with the Lord. We don't have to ask for blessing. We will be blessed when we do that because God is blessing. God is life. We pivot out of cursing into blessing. And I think eventually he's going to move that into springboard, which is either even quicker or at least the same velocity as a pivot. 
but be blessed today. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.